I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. Let's go! Rangers will try and hold on to their best players. They will go again. They will add again. They'll have the confidence to know they've beaten Celtic by 20 points this season. So it's okay saying, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be all right. We'll Will we be all right? We've got to make sure we get the right person. But I think Rangers will have to improve based on what we watched on Sunday. Not just ability-wise, but mentality for the Champions League to get there. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Leanne Crichton. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. And I've got to tell you, at five here on Wednesday, Leanne Crichton and Barry Ferguson are bursting to talk football with you for the next two hours because there's good news for Scotland. Mikel Arteta has revealed that Kieran Tierney could be involved tomorrow night in the Europa League against Villarreal. Barry, it's brilliant news. Great news um, for Kieran Tierney because it looked if he was going about for the, the rest of the season, Paul, um, and brilliant news... Uh, for Stevie Clark it's plain and simple for me he's uh, Scotland's best and most important player big news for Scotland big news for Arsenal and for Scotland Leanne as expected all the teams are allowed to have 26 players not 23 for the Euros yeah I think that's great news as well Paul a huge boost to the the squad and and the players to give them that extra incentive I know there'll be a couple of players that would have been worried that Maybe they had missed the boat, you know, if they weren't included, but there's still an opportunity now to go and get yourself into Steve Clark's squad. And I'll agree with Barry, you know, Kieran Tierney's one of the most important players, if not the most important player, man of the moment. And I think Arsenal are desperate to have him back. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Ostend striker, fashion Sakala, is he coming to Rangers? He's following some of the Rangers players. Amazing these days, Barry. That's what we look at. We watch social media, although there could be a total ban this weekend. The SPFL looking at it as well. Fashion Sakala, though? I'll be honest, Paul, I don't know too much about him. Um, I know he scored a few goals in the in the Belgium league, but as I said to you um, the other night, um, don't be surprised if Steven Gerrard looks to bring in two or three players and add them to his squad. Uh, I firmly believe that, and that's something that, certainly after the game against St Johnson on Sunday, that's probably made them think, listen, I do need to go out and strengthen, and that I'm a firm believer in the best time to strengthen is when you're on top. He was clearly not happy. That was the chance of a double has gone, Leanne. It heightens uh, things for Sunday for Rangers against Celtics. Never a meaningless, meaningless game, but Rangers have done the business with the title. But they must be really disappointed not to be able to add the Scottish Cup to that. Absolutely, and I, I think what Rangers would have had, you know, come the weekend if they had progressed in the cup, would have been an opportunity to maybe take their foot off the gas a wee bit and, and think beyond that. But the the Scottish Cup's gone now. You need to focus on the old firm. You need to focus on finishing the season as strong as you possibly can. Um, I don't think there's any room for error in either part. You know, I don't think Rangers. You know, I think it's more important now that they do emphasise their dominance. Um, in the league and they do that against Celtic come the weekend but Celtic also need to respond because I don't think any 
side of the old firm would be too happy finishing a season, you know, without taking anything from their biggest rival. So it's going to be another huge, huge one at the weekend. For Celtic, it's still speculation everywhere. There's no sign of the manager. More reports today that Eddie Howe could be assembling his backroom team to take over possibly after Sunday but it's speculation there's nothing confirmed and is Christopher Iyer on his way out of Glasgow off to maybe Leicester or Norwich City that wouldn't surprise you would it Barry? No it wouldn't surprise me for the simple fact that he's not signed an extension mm. to his contract he's coming into the final 12 month in the summer and I think the best thing for both parties is to cash in and Christopher Iyer to, to go elsewhere where I think he does want to move Um because as I said, if you want to stay at a club, you go and sign that extension. Um, so I firmly believe that he'll move in the summer, Paul. And Champions League uh, semi-final first leg last night, Real Madrid won, Chelsea won. What about the rain there? Uh, you were watching it, That was some yeah. game, Paul. Yeah. yeah, I thought Chelsea were the first 20-25 minutes. They were well on top. Yeah, really dominant. And I almost thought, you know, where did Liverpool go wrong in the mm. previous leg? But credit to Real Madrid. They've got themselves back in the game. And yeah, the weather was, was something else. But no, it was a great tie. You should have seen the weather at Kelty. It was even worse. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the connection between Kelty Hearts training last night and Real Madrid? Was it really bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Horrendous. It wasn't great. It's, and freezing um, as well. It's cool. always freezing in Kelty, let's be honest with you. Um, we've had a couple of good days since we've been back the last couple of weeks, but yeah. last night was a, was a cold was and wet one. Tonight... I was going to say your beloved Man City you love Phil Foden you, we all admire uh, Guardiola up against PSG yeah I'm looking forward to that I mean two fantastic teams you, just the, the players that are going to be on show Paul there some of the best players in the world and as you mentioned the, the young the young man Phil Foden I just honestly I could watch him 24-7 um, and I said that I made a statement last week I think he's going to be the best player in the world wow I do Leanne he could he, he certainly could you know he's he's going at a, a good rate but uh, it'll be a cracker of a game tonight I think that Pep's desperate to go and win the Champions League with Man City though you know and they've, they've fallen short in recent seasons but you just wonder if this could be uh, the one that seems to have come together again at Man City there were so many question marks over the squad and the group of players that they had over the last number of seasons but no it's one that I'll look forward to watching later on 10 years since he's won it himself really? yeah wow. and of course Man City have never won it so what do you remember uh, European memories Rangers fans Celtic fans or, or anyone tonight 0808 17 17 700 because Barry we're only a couple of months away from the Champions League theme being played at Ibrox and maybe at Celtic too if they can get through in the qualifiers so you're looking forward to next season yeah listen Paul it's a great tournament to, to play in um, I was lucky enough to do it many a times uh, and as you said that, that tune uh, for 30 or so seconds just before the game starts it's an unbelievable feeling so I'm looking forward to it both Celtic and Rangers hopefully can get through the, the qualifying games and, and help our coefficient even more Coefficients get much better this season It has, yeah and both in the women's game as well we've really benefited from that as well in Scotland and there's two Champions League places in the women's side but no, it's, a, it's a different level altogether and I think even Rangers and Celtic We'll probably need to go and really strengthen. You know, I spoke about Rangers strengthening whilst they're on top, and, and Barry says that a lot. But there's a huge jump, isn't there, even between the Europa League Barry and into the Champions League if that becomes a reality? In the group stages, wow, there is a massive difference. There's no doubt you're playing against the elite, mm -hmm. um, the, the top clubs in, in in the country. So it's a place that every footballer should aim to play in, mm -hmm. and. Uh, 
and one of the the fact the reasons sorry that I think Rangers will keep their their most important players for next season is that's where you want to play your football. Mm-hmm. So I know people are talking about Morelos and Kent, mm-hmm. but if I'm the the players, I want to play in in the Champions League and they've got an opportunity to do that next season for Rangers is the pace different for most of it have you got more time and then there's suddenly yeah the it's a players, strange one yeah, yeah you, you, some of the games you've got you've got time on it but once they get into the final third it's just mm. it's it's unbelievable mm. I mean the, the, the pace um, with some of the players and listen you, as I said you're playing against the top players in the world and the top teams in the world um, and as I said it's it's a tournament that I love watching as you you know, and when you you're obviously getting to the final stages, look, look at the teams tonight, PSG and and Man City. There's two teams that I could watch all day. Leanne, it's not that long ago you were in Champions League with uh, Glasgow City. We were on the phone to you at training, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a good week or two for Glasgow City, and the the title could could well be on. Rangers and Celtic have invested big time, gone full time this year, yep. but Glasgow City very much in there at the top. Yeah, we're going steady, Paul, which is. Um it's been really good, you know. I was unsure probably when the the season was getting underway how how we were fixed and we had a lot of new players that have came in. But everybody's kind of hit the ground running. We've had some good results, clean sheets, um, good win against Hibs last Wednesday, um, and Rangers have, have dropped points to Celtic. You know, credit to Celtic going and, and turning them over and, and getting a good three points. So they've kind of dragged themselves back into the title race. Uh, it's going to be really close. We've got a lot of games in May. Uh, I think we've played nine games, so it's going to be pretty intense. We're going to need the full squad and. Hopefully we can come out on top. It's like the Scottish First Division, isn't it? There's so many games. <laughs> there. You only fit nine games in. I don't, don't know. You're Partick Thistle who drew but last night. I mean, you look at league, some of the League One and League Two teams yep. having to play four games in a week, crazy, and they're part time. And, and yep. people tend to forget that these guys are up six, seven o'clock in the morning to go and do a ten-hour shift, and then they need to get straight to the the football. <clears> um, it's, it's a hard one from a play. At any level, four games in a week um, it's takes a its toll. as well. I mean, when you look at League One and League Two, some of the distances that the mm-hmm. the teams are going on a Tuesday, finish work, you say, up at six, then you're travelling three and four hours to a game, you're back, back to your work on the Wednesday, game again on the Thursday. Um, it's a full-on schedule, but thankfully, there's there's not many teams in our league that we're having to travel too far, Paul, no. which is good. Spartans this weekend and Rangers coming soon, because they were seen to be the form team, and many people expected them to win it this season but uh, they are and yeah. they're, they're, they're still a, they're a really strong squad yeah. um, they've, they've recruited very well you know they've taken a number of players from Glasgow City um, they've recruited well in terms of Scottish internationalists that have come in uh, a couple of players over from Ireland so they're going to be a, a tough team to, to try and get a result from um, we play Spartans this weekend Rangers next weekend so keep you posted on that yeah, we look forward to hearing of it when's so, the Rangers game? Yeah. next Sunday the 9th the ninth. Yeah, we're we're on this Sunday afternoon at Stevie Proven, Barry Ferguson and myself, and we're looking forward to Rangers against Celtic. We'll be on before 12, 12 till three. Four sleeps. Yep, that's I'm it. You getting excited again? You're not yet excited, I don't think. But you will be in the next few yeah, days. Do you know what? Yep. The game on Sunday kind of took a bit out of me. Well, it has taken a lot yeah, out of Rangers, hasn't it? It, it has. I was disappointed yep. again. It was, a, it was an opportunity. To go and get the double look, not taking anything away for St Johnson because mm. I'll be honest with you, I thought St Johnson um, <laughs> were well organised, well drilled, and I was impressed when they had the ball as well. But I just felt when Rangers they didn't play well, they still had the chances to win. When they get that goal, three minutes to go, um, unlike you're them. expecting them to yeah. see it out, as you said mm. there, Paul. Unlike them, they've been defensively rock solid, and when you see Big Xander coming up the last the, the last minute. 
Um, you need to make sure he doesn't get a free header and he does get a free header and it goes into penalties. He joined us on Monday night on the show uh, with Barry and Mark and uh, yeah, he was obviously cock-a-hoop, as you would imagine. Um, could they be the new third force in, in Scottish football? I'm kind of saying it tongue-in-cheek, mm. but nobody's got that position anymore for a while. It was maybe yeah. Hearts, it was Aberdeen. I don't know. see any reason why not. Probably, the, the only issue would be if they lose you know, some of their, their core group of players that they've got. But I think what Callum's achieved in the last six months at St Johnston has been remarkable. You know, I think he's he's got the players really playing the way he wants them to play. Um, the mentality seems to be good. They've got a real belief in what they're doing. I think when you get the rewards like the, the League Cup, you know, and you get that level of success, it gives you that wee bit between your teeth that you feel you can kick on. And I think you can see that in the group of players. I mean, any team that's conceded to Rangers this season would have thrown the towel in. Yeah. You know, most games you, you try and stay in it, but even in the moment that they concede, they've got two minutes to go and grab an equaliser and they've got belief. The goalkeeper believes that he's going to go up and he's going to affect the play and um, you, that's not a given in football. You know, you need that as a, as a culture within the club and I think St Johnson, there's no reason why not that they, they can't kick on next season. Yeah, I agree. If, if Callum Davison keeps his best players and he adds two or three to that... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I firmly believe they can break in and be the, the third force um, I, I'll be honest with you I'm surprised how well they've done we played against them at the, the start of the season the Betfred Cup and, yeah. um, obviously Callum was just new in he was, the, the players were trying to get used to a certain formation but see see the last two or three months every time I've watched St Johnson I've been really impressed with him even when you go back to was it League Cup semi-final they played Hibs mm-hmm. and they dismantled Hibs yep. mm-hmm. you know so that's the third force in Scotland just now exactly. it's Hibs and they don't mm-hmm. fear them mm-hmm. you know so if they keep that group of players together and as Barry says you add two or three to that um, I think they can be a real force every possibility and they yeah. often go in as the underdogs but clearly now they are one of the favourites for the Cup I'll tell you what it has shown us this season uh, this week uh, is Cup football here to stay as sudden death on the night because of COVID, obviously, there's no replays. It goes to extra time. It goes to penalties. Throughout the four went to penalties. I've loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what Barry thinks, but certainly being across the games and being out of the game on Monday night, you know, four goals before mm-hmm. extra time, two goals in extra time, and then the shootout. You know, I think there would have been other years gone by where teams would have tried to keep the draw and get that replay yeah. and I just thought it added a wee bit more of an edge to it you know even Kilmarnock they went down to 10 players in, in extra time and credit to them you know they fought on they managed to get a goal they went ahead then they were pegged back it was real real cup football um, thoroughly enjoyed it she's to me when she came in I could have been away at half nine and I was there at half ten <laughs> eleven o'clock she's only thinking about training the next day being a, a, a pro but it's a good point and I, I said that I to think, Rob do you know yeah. what I hope it is here to stay do you Does it brings is, a bit of excitement as well. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, watching the, the penalties done a night and uh, on Sunday night, I'm so nervous watching mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I understand the argument, you know, when smaller teams are looking and maybe get a draw and you right, get the replay, replay and you get it's back a, to your ground the and the fans yeah. are back in. Mm-hmm. I understand the difference financially that that makes the club. So if, if, it, if it didn't stay in this mm-hmm. format, I could understand it. But mm-hmm. certainly when you talk about excitement and in the moment and enjoying it and really going for it two teams that need to go for it on the day I think you've seen the difference with that this year The money men and women at the club would want a replay so they can get the, the gate but uh, who knows what do you think 0808 17 17 700 uh, and we're on the socials at Go Football Show so what about Scotland that's the news at the top that Arsenal it looks as okay in Tierney well he's going to be back very soon and he could be involved tomorrow night against Villa Real in the Europa League and for Scotland a huge boost Barry because you reckon best best player at the moment? 
hundred percent. Um, I, I don't think there's any debate yep. that that Kieran Tierney's Scotland's um, top player. Uh, as I said, I thought he was a very good player at Celtic. He's went down to Arsenal and he's went up a a few notches for me. Um, every time I've watched him play with Arsenal, he's been the best player in the park for Arsenal. And I thought that triple header um, for Scotland, he was head and shoulders above everybody. So Stevie Clark, what will he be doing now that's going to be 26 in the squad that makes it easier for him, I suppose? It must be tough when you have to cut it down. And we know there are players who've emerged in the last couple of months. So what would be your squad, Barry? Not the whole squad, but what would be the headlines? Who would be coming in? You know, we're thinking about the Pattersons, the Turnbulls. Yeah, you, you just mentioned Patterson, James Forrest, for me, if he's fit. Um, has got to be um, in the squad and I, I've always got to find a, a place for Lee Griffiths really? still yes. despite yeah, despite not playing a lot of football mm. for me still the best finisher in Scotland and Sunday might tell then I suppose I'm, I'm kind of staying in Scotland I wouldn't be surprised if he plays yeah. on Sunday really? yeah yep. and it, James Forrest would need to play as well to make in the next week or two there's only what three games left to be fit for the Euros yeah I, I, I've I've always liked James Forrest look we've spoken about it many mm. times on the show I think he came in for a lot of unfair criticism at times from the Celtic fans when James Forrest doesn't play well he's still a right good team player mm-hmm. he does the dirty side brilliantly but James Forrest on form is a top player Leanne you're keeping us right because just as we started it was a squad of 26 the last time Ryan Jack fell out from the squad so yep. who would you include or who are you going to have to take from the squad if you would make changes well, I think as you mentioned Jack will be out McBurney is out good point um, yep. so we're down to 24 so you've got a bit of room you know I think looking probably weeks ago I spoke about Nathan Patterson mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if it was the right time Um he's played consistently well since then you know and I just now look at it and think when you've got that room to, to take a player like that I think it would be a no-brainer the way he's performed in recent weeks I think he's really shown that he can handle it um, mentality wise I think he, he's really he's coped you know mm. he's coped better than most especially at his age um, I'm unsure about Griffiths because I, I don't think I've seen enough from him he's 100% Scotland's best striker which sounds um, very contradictory but I just think if Lee Griffiths is producing anything week in week out just now why is he not starting for Celtic mm-hmm. John Kennedy knows him better than most yep. he's seen him now you know if it was up to the if it was Neil Lennon that was making that decision previously not include him from the start John Kennedy said that opportunity he's not done it um, so I'm unsure but certainly I would Patterson and Forrest have, have got to go for me both of them in the squad and Dave. I think it'll be a shame because there'll be a couple of players that still might miss out to, yeah. to include. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Barry, we're going to continue. I'm going to take a quick break and we're taking calls 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. I can see some fans thinking about David Turnbull. Is he not going to make it now for the squad? But, uh, I, think he's Pass- a future, I, I yeah. think he's a future Scotland player. I, I just look at the midfield. I, I did say in the past that I would put him in, but I, Mm-hmm. If yep. you do look at the midfield area, we so are strong, really, really strong. We so have a lot strong, of quality. Yep. Good point, Barry, Leanne, and you next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thank you, Chris, for the traffic and travel. The conversation well and truly underway here. We're just chatting about, well, the football. And uh, with lockdown easing, have you been anywhere yet? Have you been out and about? It's great that people are uh, able to socialise again. You know, we should be socially distanced. Look after yourselves, but it's great. And hopefully we'll get fans back at football soon. Although I see for the cup final, Barry, they're saying, see no, that. I mean, where's common sense gone? Uh, you know? I, I know they came out with, with 
it was cost something to do with Paul something like that as yeah, well um, but safety listen, certificate the fans have been yep. away far too long yep. I'm sure they could have come up with something to allow a few thousand fans in at least to watch their their teams in the cup final it's Scottish cup final 22nd of May you know what it's going to be like it's going to be roasting day and as you said football's nothing without fans so surely they could have come up with something to allow at least two or three thousand in I think maybe Ian Maxwell struggling to get through his emails this week, as you know. Oh, maybe just lot, another yep. thing that we'd have added to well, the, the list in Scottish football. Well, maybe. we haven't mentioned yet. No, the emails have been in the bin, probably. Kelty Hearts and uh, due to play. We'll come back to that in a moment or two. You need a good lawyer onto this, and that brings in Natasha from a Celtic State of Mind podcast. Natasha, good evening. Hi guys, how you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. You. We're not going to involve you in the. Uh, the vagaries of what's going on at the moment are not happening with uh, Kelty Hearts due to play Broader Rangers as you know I feel as though I've been in a time warp in this saying it for over a month that I, surely, I just said to Leanne yeah. oh, fair, I, I think I've been in a dream the last well, three or four weeks it's mad I mean what have Breakin City got that uh, others don't so Breakin uh, so there's some good stuff today I see in the mail uh, John Breakin's got a good article about it look it has to happen. They have to allow this pyramid to continue. You can't do it two years running. I'm not buying that. They're saying, oh, Brora Rangers have only played three games. Well, but they are the champions just now. You've played how many games, Barry? 19? 13. 13. 13 games. Top of the table. It, it, it has to be common sense here and justice. Well, but I, I, I don't was know what's actually happy yep. the first 25 minutes until you started speaking. I know, about sorry. We've, we've annoyed <laughs> you. just get the angry face <laughs> <Right>. on again. <laughs> Natasha, talk Celtic and make him, well, he's been happier most of the season, but they're not as happy at the moment, obviously in the Rangers camp, having failed to win the double. Um, it's not going to happen, mm. but they've got Celtic on Sunday. Um, how are you? How are you feeling about it? You know, I came on here last time before the cup game and, yep. you know, I was quite positive. I thought, you know, I felt quite confident of a result. It was still a trophy to play for. Celtic were in a good run of form. And, you know, they turned up for that cup game and offered effectively nothing, you know, so that was really disappointing. So my concern is that if, you know, they can't get themselves up for that game, if they can't provide the performance when it was the last game that properly mattered this season, then how are they going to get themselves up for it? on Sunday, you know, this is far from a meaningless game and I hope the players understand that, you know, this is their last chance to avoid going through the season without having beaten Rangers and it's the last chance to stop, you know, Rangers going in the league unbeaten all season, so there's so much to play for on Sunday, despite it, you know effectively being a dead rubber in terms of the league position, this is still a massive game, you know, it's important that we go out there and get the three points Who's going to get that message through to the players? Are they interested enough in that at this stage of the season? Do you know, the worst criticism I can levy against them is the fact that they do not seem to have understood what this season meant. And that's so disappointing. I don't know who has to take the blame for that. You know, I know that Neil Lennon got a certain amount of it. John Kennedy equally as culpable. But I think the players need to be able to provide that for themselves, particularly the senior players in the squad need to be the ones leading that. And if there's any players around about them who don't understand the importance of the game, they need to be making sure beyond doubt that they do get it and they do understand what's expected of them. Leanne, how do you view it? I think it's a tough one because, you know, when you look at this, the Celtic squad, they're a very good squad. Mm. You know, for whatever reason this season they've not performed. I think to put the onus on a certain group of players is probably difficult because those that group of players, for example, your Scott Brown, your Callum McGregor's, Chris Ayers, even players that know what it's about, um, it takes more than them to deliver success. 
you know, so if it's the same message that they're trying to send home, but if players don't respond to that and, and they don't recognise the emphasis on this season, then it's a really tough one. Um, I don't know if now football's a wee bit different in the sense that we as Scottish football fans maybe expect a bit much from players to understand what this season meant. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think a lot of the players are, are just see themselves and they look at their own careers and they look at their own performances and I think maybe that's where Celtic have fallen short this season, that they don't understand it, that they don't get it. Um, and I think that you know there was a bit of uncertainty over a certain number of players at one period in the season mm-hmm. And I think that really cost them. You know, I think when you look at players that were linked with transfers... Um, and that was really early in the season. Uh-huh, that was yep, August. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and I think perhaps you've seen within that, maybe a, not a revolt in the dressing room, but maybe players just realised that not everybody was singing from the same hymn sheet, you know, mm-hmm. moving forward. And in big moments that, that, that really cost them, you know, the turn of the year really cost them. And that's sometimes all it takes for your season to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I think for Celtic, they've been really unfortunate. Natasha? Yeah, I have to agree with that. You know, what I think happened perhaps is that players all have, you know, like a natural cycle at a football club. Management teams have a cycle at a football club and they move on. I think what going for 10 in a row did to Celtic was like unnaturally extend the cycle of some of these mm-hmm. players. Normally we might have seen players like Edward, maybe Christie, maybe Ayer and Cham all depart in the summer. And Celtic seemed to have almost tried to force one extra season out of them. And on paper, you know, last summer, that seemed great that we'd kept all these assets. It just didn't work. And I think it was this trying to extend it by one year that just turned into being one year too many. Mm. Barry, Leanne said, you know, Celtic are a, a great squad of players. Are they still a great squad of players? Uh, yeah, listen, you don't become a bad player overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, as a group and individually, they've not performed. But in terms of, see, get an old firm game. I used to get an old firm game. First and foremost, wanted to do it for myself and my team. Mm-hmm. But do you know what my, my drive was? What? The fans. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give them the bragging rights mm-hmm. and always used to think about that. Because they, for me, are the most important people at a club. Did you think about it? Yeah. About yeah, yeah. I used to say that. The, you go and ask any of my teammates. Yeah. That's, I always brought it up. Mm-hmm. Listen, we've got, whether it was Ibrooks 50,000, well, sorry, 40,000, because the Celtic fans were allowed at that stage, and whether it was at Celtic Park with 8,000, we're going out there. First and foremost, we're doing it for ourselves, but we're doing it for them as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the same it's got to be for Celtic or Rangers mm-hmm. players. That, that was always my motivation to go out in a park and get a result. Is it still there, do you think, in this Celtic squad at the moment? I'm going to ask you about Rangers in a well, moment. Well, it might yeah. be different because some maybe want to leave. Yeah. Um, does it mean as much as Leanne just mentioned there, a Scott Brown, a Callum McGregor, mm-hmm. to, does uh, an Edward? Maybe not, mm-hmm. but that's your job to go around about them and make sure they're right up for it. And I think when you look at, I mean, it's, this season's a hard one to gauge because the fans have not been in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So you don't know how much that's affected either side, you know, or how much Rangers would have taken from the fans being there with them on the journey that they went on, um, or Celtic vice versa, because for every bit of success that Celtic had for the, the 12 trophies that they dominated, the fans were a huge part of that. You know, they were able to enjoy every moment every game that was possibly in doubt, going back to the cup final last year, uh, the 1-0 game, the fans played their part in that game and getting them over the line, you know, and they've not had that this season. So 
maybe those players that became accustomed to that being where the energy comes from, you know, they've not had it. Um, but that's no good enough. You know, when you play for a, a, a club like Celtic Football Club or Rangers Football Club, you need to deliver. You're expected to, live, to deliver and that's about the fans. You know, Celtic and Liverpool were affected that way as well. Yeah, I'm not. There is a comparison. There's a, a similarity, perhaps. I know they lost fans. You've got Fandai to be self-driven, and, Paul. Yeah, of course. I, I know yeah. fans help you, but you've got to be yeah. self-driven. I, I'm, pride. Not, I'm not buying into yep. that. Oh, we miss the fans, and we, we need the fans. The You're fans, listen, they're, they're massive, important. We need them, mm. but you've got to be self-driven. Natasha. Also today, we see in the paper they're saying that uh, Eddie Progress, how deciding on his Celtic backroom team. I hesitate to say it in case we're quoted about it because <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Any, what's the buzz? What do you feel? Um, uh, yeah, what do you think? You know, every every time I read that, it's getting closer. I really question how much closer <laughs> it can get without getting over the line. Those so Christmas. Um, <laughs> it is, you know, it is just getting frustrating. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at that, it's been nearly nine weeks since Lennon left the club and we've had absolutely nothing by way of update and the fans are beginning to get unsettled. And the longer it goes on, the more doubt creeps in about getting this deal over the line. You know, we hear so often that he's nearly in place, it's nearly done, the last thing you want as a Celtic fan is to, you know, come to the end of the season and at the last minute he has his head turned elsewhere and we're back to square one or whoever second on the list is. The Celtic fans would be so unhappy with that. I think what the club needs to do is make an announcement and make an announcement soon to end all the speculation. I understand that there's a lot of pieces of this puzzle to come together particularly if he's looking to bring some backroom staff from Bournemouth. There's a whole host of negotiations that will need to go on there that takes time. But, you know, you look at when we appointed Rodgers, he was announced pretty early. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until, you know, a week or so later that his backroom team then began to become apparent. If Celtic could just announce that they're bringing in how that he's in place and then deal with other negotiations as that happens, I think the fans would prefer that. Do I think it's going to happen? Perhaps not. I think we're going to have to wait a little bit longer, but I say this every time. I'm hoping for an announcement in the next week. It, it must be a worry for Celtic fans. Seven weeks, mm. pre-season starts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get it, but mm. Natasha's saying, I've spoke to a couple of my mates who are, are Celtic fans, and I have got friends that are Celtic fans. <laughs> I know you Natasha, have. Yeah. Don't start laughing. <laughs> yeah. um, and they're worried about yep. it. Seven weeks until they start mm. pre-season, and then, what is it, two or three weeks after that, yeah. the Champions League? July. Yep. Qualifiers mm-hmm. Yeah. So the manager needs to get in He needs to identify Who he needs to go and Bring in to make Celtic A stronger team And that takes time as well Yeah Natasha you're a lawyer As I've mentioned uh, What about the Ryan Christie situation? You weren't in, I know obviously you weren't involved in it But it seems strange doesn't it? That I've never heard of that This call. clause that They don't seem to know about And he could go uh, Well he could but sign His contract actually Ends The end of December Midway through a season, yeah. I have yeah. never heard of that mm-hmm. in my it's life. Baffling, isn't it? Obviously, you know, contractual terms can be agreed as they like between the two parties. But I certainly haven't heard of this, and it's strange for me. You know, regardless of whether the Celtic fans are in two camps, some like Ryan Christie and want to keep yeah. him, some think that happy for him to go. Regardless of what your position is on that, the fact that this contractual situation has been allowed to arise is just baffling. Mm-hmm. It's really bad business by the club if we end up potentially losing Christie for nothing or getting, you know, a really small fee for him. It comes back to, again, having sort of tried to force one year too many out of some of these players. You take Christie and Encham. Last summer, you could have been talking about the best part of 20 or 30 million for those two combined. Mm. Come this summer, we're going to be lucky to get 
much in the way of a fee at all. I mean, that's just bad business for me, and it's frustrating that it's been handled. And can I just this. throw in about sorrow today? They're saying Tottenham want him. I don't know if they but do. In or they terms don't. of Ryan Christie, if yeah. he's going into the summer and he's got twelve months, there's six, seven million pound. Yep. Paper today are saying nine million pound. Have they got him on a new yeah. contract? I mean, yeah. for me, Ryan Christie's um, a quality player. Look at the there's way he no played for Scotland. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, but. To let that run down mm. in his contract, I mean, when mm-hmm. I read it, I was actually looking at it and thinking, mm. I have never, ever heard of that or seen that happen in football, that a contract ends in the end of December, halfway through a season. Can I ask you a question for Natasha, but for you, Barry? Are Rangers going to be even more up for this? How are they going to react to going out to the Cup last weekend, to go going out to St. Johnson? The Rangers fans can't be happy. And, and for this season, you could hear Stephen Gerrard, he clearly was angry. At that. Yeah, he'll expect a response. I don't think he, he, he needs to say too much this week. I would fully expect training to be bang at it and, and players showing that, listen, that wasn't good enough on, on Sunday. Plain and simple, it was an opportunity to go and win a double. Um, and if you need to get up for an old firm game, then you've got a, a, a major problem. So I don't see there being any problem for, for, the, uh, for Rangers being up for it. But I fully expect Celtic to come, and I did mention it the other night. I think Celtic might come in surprise. Rangers mm. might come with a different formation because it clearly didn't work. I, I was surprised how lame Celtic were yep. in the last Old Firm game because mm. um, it was John Kennedy's first game. I fully expected it to come and, yeah. and have a go because I thought that was going to happen. A real ding dong mm-hmm. game. So I think he might change it. But in terms of Rangers, the manager needs to get a response. Do you think they're changing the system? Personnel? Celtic, Celtic yeah. yep mm-hmm. I think they might yeah. mm-hmm. and then the Lee Griffiths uh, Lee Griffiths coming on yeah. Um, yeah. the a night against Aberdeen you just need to look at the goal great ball fell you know mm-hmm. say, but go and look at his movement he goes in between the centre half and the full back that's mm-hmm. what Lee Griffiths does does he come and play with mm-hmm. two up top we've seen what happened last season when Celtic done that mm-hmm. Edward and Griffiths were unstoppable yeah. so I think he might come in surprise um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Stephen mm-hmm. Gerrard's thinking that anyway this sure. week Yep. I think what you've seen from Rangers mm-hmm. this season as well is any disappointment that they've had, they've generally bounced back mm-hmm. straight away, which has been the difference, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Then even going back to last season, yeah. there's been a mentality change there. So you would expect, as, as Barry said, this week training to be back up, um, everybody focused, switched on, and a reminder of what this game actually means. You know, it doesn't matter that the, the title's in the bag, you've got to go and perform, um, and you've got to have a lasting memory of this season is that you've been the dominant force. And so these, these derby matches well, I've heard a few people this week say ah, it's, it means nothing this game <laughs> this is your <laughs> oldest rivals mm. it, it's Celtic oldest. Rangers of course yeah. it means something how many sleeps? four sleeps four sleeps yeah. says Barry <laughs> <laughs> Natasha isn't it it's, uh, I was going to say fascinating uh, from a Celtic point of view uh, there's not much good news in there at the moment were you surprised that John Kennedy didn't put his stamp on the team to make maybe changes where's Sorrow for example who'd started to play well under Neil Lennon but he's kind of you're not seeing much of him and apparently Tottenham want him now we know we're at the part of the season where you know I'm not saying it says the agent but you know there's so many things that we read about and hear about what would you do with Sorrow? Oh, I would be keeping him and I want to see more of him. You know, we just started to do that. We just started to start to see some of these players come into the team. And that's what the fans want to see. You know, as much as, you know, the fans love Scott Brown and everything he's given for the club, the games, you know, that have been essentially dead rubber since the league was over, why were we not seeing more of Sorrow in there and replacing Brown? You know, why were we not seeing some of the younger players coming through? I am surprised that Kennedy did seem to largely stick to the same team and not seem to change it up too much. 
for me and for the fans, what we'd like to see is some of the fringe players, the players that are going to be here next season, let's see them, let's assess them, let's see what we're working with. I know obviously the coaching staff will see that in training every day, but matches is different. And I think the fans would like to see more of the squad used rather than the players that we're seeing at the moment when we know that the vast majority of them aren't going to be there next season. You know, some of these games different being an absolute must win for Celtic. They're going to put out their, their strongest side, I believe. I think that will see changes from the Cup game. But going forward into the last two games of the season, I don't see any reason not to look at some of the fringe players and give some of the younger players a chance. Because you will feel they'll have to do something different though because Rangers bossed it just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they did. Celtic, we, everyone said, yeah, did well in the absolutely. previous two games but lost. Uh, they lost one, drew one, but but, but they bossed it. Mm-hmm. Natasha, we could ask you about SPFL and they're looking about the social media boycott and all the rest, but we're going to have to go to a mm-hmm. break just now. Thanks very much for joining us. Can we speak to you again uh, before the match in a few days' time? Absolutely, sounds good. Great, Natasha from a Celtic State of Mind podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Leanne Crichton. And your call's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton and your chat. Plenty of chat going on here. (laughs) They're all getting it during the break. (laughs) We're not one bit pleased that they are not seeing what's happening about the pyramid system. I mean, it really is. It's disgraceful, but uh, nothing seems to be happening. Uh, Breaking one last night, I think they've got nine points there. uh, And it's no harm to them, but we've either got a system or we don't. We've got COVID and that's two years running now. So, yeah, let them play Brewer Rangers against Kelty Hearts and let's see what happens must be tough with your players Barry because you're training last night for a game that you don't know if it's going to happen yeah as um, Paul they're looking to me to give them information and I'm afraid I've not got any information to give them um, which is hard for me look I was angry at the start it's frustrating see now I honestly don't know what to think I'm Exactly. Yeah, yep. but honestly, yep. I'm lost for words. Yep. Um, th- this has been ongoing now for two and a half weeks, and I just want an end to it. Whether it's yes or no, I can deal with. I, I can deal with. But see, not knowing, and you're, I feel helpless. And the most important people to me is m- my 18 players, because um, mentally it's tough for them. Of course. It's already been yep. a tough year, mm. uh, not just for my players, but for everybody. But we just want to want to know. Um, we were we get told on Tuesday we were getting word today. Mm. And we've got told today we're getting word uh, tomorrow. So, listen, probably get told tomorrow we'll get word on Friday and it'll just go on and on and on. So, listen, I I just need to wait and, and see what happens. How many of your players are out of contract come the end of the season? 16. Wow. <laughs> They're out of contract, yep. Leanne, in four weeks. Four which, weeks. Is, which, see if you take the football aspect of it away and you take the pyramid system away and the games mm. away, it's human beings you're dealing with. Yep. You've got 16 players at one club. You know, that's not speaking about Brora, their situation, or any other club that could be involved in the pyramid playoffs. That's 16 players without a job in four weeks. And there's no offer of certainty or any reassurance. What are you playing for? What are you training for? You know, how do you mentally keep people active? You hear about it every day that we're in a mental health crisis in Scotland, in the UK. Young men and women are struggling, and you've got a situation that you could deal with. It's just I, I, the sheer lack of communication. Um, but we've we've sent numerous emails, no feedback whatsoever. Um, Brora, I've done the same. 
Um, our league have done the same thing, and they they just they, they don't feel uh, they need to take it back and reply. But listen, I get what Leanne's saying. Mentally, it's tough on the players. Yep. I mean, I've got I've got players who are out of contract now. It's it's no massive money, but see the contract they're on. It helps them. They've got bills to pay. They've got families. Yeah, they've got cars. They've got to supply their their family with food on the on the table. Um, so. They need to know sooner than later. And I told them last week, I was open and honest. Listen, if you've got an offer elsewhere, I can't stop them from signing. I can't, because I've got to think first and foremost of them and what's best for them. And they need to do what's right for them as well. Let's hope it gets sorted out. See, East Fife faced disciplinary action for not playing against Clyde last night. There was a COVID outbreak in the Clyde squad. Um, it's bizarre we're in pandemic times. It's nobody's fault if it happens. The protocols are all there, but this is a, a virus that can spread. And I, I feel for East Fife. I don't know why they would have been expected to put their own players at risk. Yeah. Surely it was a good thing that this information became available before the game before the, the player had mixed with another group of players I, I don't understand it because this is not new so why is it still a shock to everybody when, when things I'm like this happen you I'm know I'm in East Fife situation I'm the manager of East Fife they've done the, the, yeah, the, I read the, the right uh, thing Darren Young's statement today and 100% I was, was spot on these guys have got jobs during the day and I think I read four of the players' wives are, are pregnant as well. It's so bigger than football. This listen, is East Fife done the right thing. And But what I don't understand, and I was speaking to Alan about it, that they got the word when the guy was out in the warm-up. Yeah. Now, we, we're doing testing just now. We get tested Saturday morning. We get word back before tea time mm-hmm. that um, players are, are negative. Yeah. And you were saying the same thing. Yeah. You get tested last night right. and you get word today. So I don't see why... The, the Clyde players I, I believe get tested on the Saturday mm-hmm. and the game is on Tuesday why take that long there's something not right there and surely that's got to be a thing that's in place what would be the point in it being mandatory testing if you don't have the result back before the game so is the, is the testing not mandatory are we just hoping that everybody's negative confusion, <laughs> confusion reigns I know because surely yep. if you don't have the results back by say 3 o'clock yesterday the game yep. is in doubt anyway Okay, loads of messages coming in. Looking forward now to Rangers Celtic on Sunday. It kicks off at 12. We're on till three, just seeing on Sky there with Charlie McGrew on a moment or two ago. Charlie Adams on now. Charlie McGrew has been saying that Lee Griffiths, it's a no-brainer. He should get a new contract uh, for next season and beyond. Uh, I think we know what Barry feels on that. What do you feel, Leanne? I'm unsure. You know, I mm-hmm. think you're giving Lee Griffiths a new contract based on what, Griff- what Lee Griffiths is provided over a number of years or are you giving him it based on form uh, is it an investment for the club you know has he really repaid his current contract with form and goals and performances I don't think so um, I'm unsure if it maybe takes for a move for Lee Griffiths to really go and appreciate um, the opportunity that he's had um, would I like to see him fit and available for Scotland of course I would would I love to see him scoring goals absolutely um, but I don't know if we're living in a, a current time where you you know you get contracts based on what you do in the here and now as opposed to what you did a number of years ago because all the clubs have lost you know a lot of money because of covid you know how quickly your career goes in you know you're in your 30s now mm-hmm. he's 30 he'll be 31 this year um and this is he's not going to go anywhere higher than celtic is he this is the the, the zenith of his career and if you were advising him you'd want to say look give yourself i know it's He's had issues, we know that, and the club have worked with him, but you'd love to be able to help that guy to fulfil his potential for Celtic and for Scotland. Of course you would, and that's probably the catch-22 that even Celtic will be in, because do you 
give Lee Griffiths a new contract based on loyalty and knowing the performances that he can produce and the goals that he can produce? Or do you recognise that he, he's perhaps not contributing enough to what Celtic are trying to achieve? And then for Lee Griffiths, does that change become a motivation where you recognise that it is a short career and you might not have too many contracts left and that perhaps change might be a good thing for him? You know, to go and have a fresh start and not have the pressures of Celtic fans wanting Lee Griffiths in the team, Scotland fans wanting Lee Griffiths. You know, maybe he needs to just take a wee step back and recognise the level that he's perhaps been at for this season um, or the past 18 months you know, and build himself back up because absolutely a fit Lee Griffiths everybody wants to see and if you could put an arm around him and tell him that daily which I'm sure everybody at Celtic tries to do um, and support him through that you know he would be an asset to any team that he would go to Barry from, from a Rangers point of view yep. Lee Griffiths um, can leave Celtic <laughs> if he likes <laughs> no seriously if I'm a new manager coming in I'm, I'm gripping Lee Griffiths sitting him down for a day or two mm. and um, making sure that he's fully focused because you know what I think of him listen yep. I've yep. been loud and clear all season for me um, an on-form Lee Griffiths is the best goal scorer in, in Scotland so it's up to Lee. Lee Lee's not a young kid anymore he's I think he's coming up he's th- 31 he'll be 31 this year yep so it's now time that he needs to knuckle down um, and give it his best shot Look, I, I speak to quite a few Celtic fans and they're in the same opinion they would love to see him stay but they want to see him on the pitch for 90 minutes From a Rangers point of view if you're looking at the team sheet then you don't want to see Edward no. and Griffiths together this no. Sunday No Do you think you will see it? I think there's a real possibility um, I think when they two come in and you see them you know you're going to be in a game there's no doubt I just look back to last season we all remember yep. I think that two and a half month at both of them and Neil Lennon went to the 3-5-2 mm-hmm. they two up top were um, unstoppable at times um, and also for Lee I, I'm desperate to get to see him back firing because sure. I want to see him in the Scotland squad because I think if he's in the Scotland squad and he's fit he's playing and from a Rangers point of view who you're looking to see is there any surprises for this weekend will Stephen Gerrard change anything or is this going to no, be no I think he might go with the the maybe maybe one change um, he might make but I think the vast majority of the players that played on Sunday will get an opportunity, another opportunity to go and show a response to which was a, a disappointing result on Sunday. And strike um, force for Rangers, Morelos and who's supporting him? I, like think it, I, I think he'll go the same what he went in the last game. I think he'll go a Rebo move mm-hmm. a Rebo out if Arfield's fit. We don't know if he's um, how bad his injury is. But Morelos and Kent and a Rebo that would go. You um, like a Rebo in that Supporting role up I, I prefer him in the, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you I like him in the middle But I thought When he played on the right side uh, Against Celtic He was exceptional In the first 45 minutes He, he gave um, Laxal um, Nightmares Oh yeah, 100% <laughs> And that's the reason Why he got took off Because I thought he was Outstanding in the first half um, But listen I'm looking forward yeah. to it Because look it's Celtic need to come and, and obviously show a response for their disappointing performance but also Rangers need to show what they're made of Leanne made a good point earlier and I've made it this season Rangers have showed their response for the disappointments they've had this season that was a major disappointment on Sunday I want to see a reaction and I'm sure I'll get that
Barry is asking for a reaction from the Rangers players. They can be invincibles this season. How important is that to you, Rangers fans? What do you feel? That's if you can go through the whole season in the league season, because some people are saying, oh, they've lost some two cup games. But yeah, it's the league season. Leanne Crichton, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, that's set our one in. We're back after the news. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. And breaking news just after six. Who is H? Well, we've got Martin Compton, DS or DI. He's Dean, Detective Inspector now, isn't he? Yes. Steve Arnott joining us on The Breakfast Show. Crofty and Grego, Friday morning. Be great. So, I'm going to tune into that, gonna, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you always do. That'll be a quick fix until Sunday, until yeah. Line of Duty's back. <laughs> we had him early in the season, right at the start of our first programme. Remember, Barry came on, Martin Compton yep. himself. It's just a phenomenal programme, isn't it? I think 13 million people watching it, maybe 15 million in the first one. Crofty and Grado, Friday morning. Yeah, he's, I mean, Line of Duty's brilliant. Um, wonder who H is. Who do you Martin think? Compton. I'm, I'm not sure. No sure. I, I'm, I don't I'm know. Not sure. But yeah. a great actor. Yeah. Um, Celtic fan, <laughs> a big Celtic fan. He Huge, likes his football. He? Yeah. likes his football. But no, for Morton, yeah, yeah, he did. No, it's a brilliant show. Um, I don't know. You, you're saying you know who? Do you no, think? I don't know. No. I've got caught up in the conspiracy theories this week. I've been one of those fans that have been following the the wee links and a few of the actors from it have been on like the morning programmes and yep. I've been getting lured in so no, I'm looking forward to Sunday Morse code and all the rest of it yes but you he, know what Paul he joined us in the first one I was so chuffed when he said you know the Godfather radio is back he remembered when, <laughs> in the days when he played at Morton when I was doing it on, hey, what on the position did they play uh, do you know I'd be a wee winger I would imagine would he not be midfield wide because he's you know he's. I could see him being a midfielder I think uh-huh. I think yeah. so yeah uh, was it full time in Morton he, 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 yeah, I think he yeah. was. Think yeah, he, he was only seven, sixteen, seventeen, but he did play. Well, he's, yeah. he's made the right. Was it, I think that was choice. A, I think it? that was a choice that he had. It was either mm. sign full time, or, or he had or an go. opportunity yeah. at the same time to go for an the, acting position, right. and he went for that, and he, he the, ditched the football. And thankfully for him, it's worked out. The movie was such a big bad. hit. I see it in the papers today. He's so young. Las yep. Vegas as well. Didn't he's it? in Vegas. That's where he lives. He's doing all right then. So from Vegas, John, where do we find you? It's not Las Vegas. Where are you? It's definitely not Las Vegas. It's uh, Beaver Last Blackwood. A Blackwood in <laughs> South Lanarkshire. Yeah, fine oh, part of the country. It's not far. Yeah. So, John, we want to talk about Scotland and the and the pyramid system. I think is on your mind. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that the the statement hasn't come out yet. The decision hasn't been made. But also, Barry will be a bit more disappointed right now. But it's, if they make the decision, I think they're going to do it and say no to the playoffs again then that'll just be an absolute farce mm-hmm. and they're meeting I saw Donald Finley was making the the point about um, you know the number of games that Kelton and Rohr have played this season compared to others but what people forget is that um, Kelton and Brora didn't get any government funding to provide testing etc mm-hmm. like the others the league yep. clubs have done to continue their season um, and remember last season this should have been I think Neil Doncaster 
when he was ending the league season, which was the right thing to do, mm-hmm. should have also been putting in the league reconstruction, the 14-10-10-10, say you need to um, get this put forward because nobody should be getting punished up or, up or down leagues. And yep. uh, if this happens again, it'll just be an absolute sham. Yep. It's time for reconstruction now. Get a couple of extra clubs in. and Because uh, how can you do this to... But John Kelty. makes a good point. We didn't get any, any of the money no. um, for testing. But John, the last week, we've been back now... Um, That'll be three weeks come Saturday and it's cost us um, £6,500. Who pays Still that? Known Who that pays that? There's no money coming in? No, the club. The club. Um, yep. It'll go the, the round about the committee, um, stuff like that. So that, that's a lot of money the last um, couple of weeks to shell out, no, not knowing what's happening. Now, I just want an answer. I've of course. said it, I, I said it 15, 20 minutes ago. Yep. Yes or no. And then I can deal with it. But see, just been in total limbo. Um, it's hard for me. It's hard for my players. It's hard for the club. And I'm saying this for the whole pyramid system, not just my club, Kelty Hearts. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking for Broad. I'm speaking mm-hmm. for the, the teams in the Lowland League, the Highland League, Tier 6, Tier 7. I see a lot of clubs in these tiers with clear ambition, trying to upgrade their facilities, trying to get better players in, good coaches in. They're trying everything. And if it doesn't happen this season... It may as well just say, right, scrap the pyramid system. Yeah. Well, why bring it in the first place? Because yeah. it's a great system to have. Yep. You look at the well, pyramid system down in England, yep. the conference. Well, people love it down there. The league, you go yeah. up, you get relegated. If you finish bottom of the league, you yep. get relegated. Mm-hmm. Why not up here? We're the only country that that doesn't work that way. It should be automatic. John, what about uh, Scotland? The news of Kieran Tierney could be playing tomorrow night, could be involved for Arsenal. Great news. It is great news, although I don't know if I'd rather keep him in cotton wool to the, till the finals, to be honest. But um, no, it is good news. And hopefully um, he doesn't pick up any of the currencies of any recent injuries he's had, because if that happens, then it would be bad news for Scotland. Because, I mean, no harm to the rest of the players. He is, um, for me, Scotland's best player, and we need him for these finals, because whether he's going to be left wing back, which I doubt he'll be, or left centre back, he is going to be vital to us. He's some athlete, isn't he? It's a tough one, yeah. though, because we would love to wrap him in cotton wool, but I think you can understand the emphasis that Mikel Arteta has put on him and the role that he, he has yeah. at Arsenal and how much they want him, you know, in their quest for silverware and as well. Him. And he's one yeah. of those players that... There's probably some players within that Arsenal dressing room that will not be that first with the Europa League because they, they see themselves as being mm. Champions League, whereas I think when Kieran Tierney's on that pitch, he wants to win all the time. You know, and I think he shows when he plays, and I think that's why Mikel Arteta wants him in in his squad. So I don't think he'll be getting wrapped in in cotton wool by them. I think it'd be good to see him back on the pitch. You don't want to see any recurrence of his injuries, but I think he's a player that needs to be up to speed as well. So let's hope he he can get back, whether that's tomorrow, whether that's the weekend, um, get some minutes under his belt and start gradually building himself back up to hit the ground running in the summer. Barry, there's so much turmoil around Arsenal. You can imagine your old teammate, Mikel Arteta, saying, thank you, Kieran, for getting fit so quickly. We need you back. Is that important? Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, um, I'm not too bothered about Arsenal. I'm more bothered about Scotland. Um, But he's... he's, uh, He's so important to the, the Scotland team. Um, he's, as I said at the start of the show, he's head and shoulders above everybody for me. It was proven in the games. Um, you've seen the difference he made when he came back. And he's the type of player that could play anywhere on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Anywhere on the pitch. Um, he's a, a real leader. He's a throwback mm-hmm. for me. He looks to me if he's just, um, he trains the way he wants to play. Gives it everything. And 
mixed in amongst that is he's got real good quality as well another Lanarkshire boy uh, John the Euro squad can be 26 now Are you happy about it and who would you be bringing in that maybe hasn't been in well there's a tough question um, it is isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean I was trying to narrow it down to 26 it's hard enough let alone 23 um, I think it maybe gives Griffiths um, his last opportunity for me um, if he does what he really? did against Aberdeen unfortunately from my point of view yeah. but if he can do what he did that in the last three games um, come off the bench or start games and score goals in fact if that was in John Kerry's shoes I'd be playing between now and the end of the season because it's Edward is out of form not showing any confidence and probably wants away but Griffiths has got a lot more to prove between now and, and the summer as to, um, you know, in terms of getting in that Euro squad and potentially either staying at Chelsea or getting a move, move elsewhere because he needs first team football but, um, and he's one of those players that, that I know he's got his problems but at the end of the day if you give him the ball inside the 18 yard box he's lethal and uh, if we're one down and it's a check the public he's someone you can bring on but there's someone else I want to add about the pyramid point yeah. of view yeah. um, the SFA why aren't they they should be stepping they wanted this pyramid they should be putting pressure on the SPFL to say let's make this work let's give it the opportunity get this playoff sorted once and for all Leanne you would expect that John wouldn't you but there's probably yeah. in, in the last seven or eight months I've expected the SFA to say a lot and, and they've not you know I think that's a disappointing factor is the communication channels have been non-existent and I think that's Barry mentioned earlier we're all pretty good at, at dealing with information whether that's good or bad news you can process it either way yep. um, but it becomes farcical you know, we're at a point even any time I speak to Barry and I say, have you get an update? It becomes a laugh now because it's there's absolutely nothing. Sure. But who do you go to? Because if, if the people yeah. that are supposed to give you the information, you go to them and it's mm. silence. Um, where, where's the next turning point? You know, but what is the point of the pyramid system if it if it's not going to be allowed who, who to function? Who do you turn to? Well, we're emailing both the SPFL and the SFM are still getting no reply. Shocking. Shocking. Right, here's news from the governing bodies. So the SFA and the league, they've come together, the men's and the women's game, to join forces to come off social media from three o'clock on Friday until Monday at midnight. Scottish football, they're saying, has united to support a boycott of social media in response to continuing racist and discriminatory abuse online aimed at players, staff, supporters and others associated with the game. So we would all join in applauding. That's absolutely right. But it doesn't stop you doing the other part of the job, which is sorting out the, the pyramid system and other things as well. They also say clubs across the country will join the SFA and the professional league and women's game. Yeah, just what I've told you there. Clubs are invited to also uh, switch off their channels or ensuring any limited posting during that time. John, will you be switching off your social media over the weekend? It might be a good idea. Um, but yeah, I, I totally support that boycott. Yep. Um, I mean, social media has been getting worse over the past the past year. That's horrible. You know, I think yeah. about the you know, the poor Caroline Flack situation and yeah. remember the people spreading the be kind message. That didn't last long. It's getting worse yeah. and somebody's yeah. I've been seeing some of the abuse that Leanne's been getting and it's it's absolutely shocking. You know, um it doesn't matter what kind mm. of abuse, whether it's racism, sexism, yep. it's just not acceptable. Just bigotry. You know, whatever. It's just yeah, wrong. Exactly. Gender, whatever. Leanne, you're still getting abuse yeah. Bits and pieces, Paul. I tend not yeah. to really keep across it too much. Um, I'd need to say some of the messages in the recent weeks have been a lot of support and a lot good. of nice feedback, which is good. Yeah. But 
the thing is with the social media boycott, I absolutely agree with because there has to be a level of accountability. But it, the information that we get from our governing bodies just now seems to be everything other than the information yep. that actually directly impacts the Scottish game. Now, I've just mentioned it 10 minutes ago. You're not letting 16 players know whether they've got a game who are out of contract in four weeks. So that impact on their mental health is probably just as significant as any abuse on social media. So be accountable. Be accountable for your position and the responsibility that you have. I absolutely back the boycott 100%. It's not appropriate. Some of the uh, stuff that you see on social media is not appropriate. I think it's a free-for-all. Um, but let's not forget the responsibility that everybody has day-to-day in doing our jobs to the best of our ability. And I don't think right now we see that. Absolutely, absolutely right. A system yep. can get put in place in terms of social media where you need to put your passport number in or driving license well, so you know exactly who it is. Um, that that's one of the reasons why I ain't going on it because I know for a fact I would get a abused. It wouldn't bother me, but I know I would maybe react in the wrong way. And yep. obviously, Leanne, um, not just Leanne, the number of players that yep. suffer abuse is ridiculous. I mean, these they, I don't. It gets me angry. What, what do these people get out of it? Yeah. Well, it's the anonymity, but the sh- surely the other sad yeah. ones. Yeah, of course. But let's hope that the the companies, these massive organisations, surely they can track so many things. They can send um, adverts to you because they know that's what you, the, whatever it is you like, the football, the fashion, whatever it would be. But they don't seem to be able to get these idiots. You don't get the fashion one, do you? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Good shout. The thing is, it's a catch-22 though, Paul, with, with social media, because the, the question that, yep. even in my degree just now, there's a bit of angle on social media, and could football clubs survive without social media? And what do you feel? I think it'd be tough. Mm-hmm. I think uh, now when you look at the money that's generated, even yeah. there was a, a bit that I was reading in recruitment of players now, there's actually a lot of recruit in terms of the scouting reports and the recruitment and everything around the club. They actually look at the player, they look at their social media activity, they look at the way they interact with people, are they interacting with fans that generates interest, that generates money, are they a family orientated person, which by the way sometimes isn't looked upon as a good thing in football because they want the players that are showboating, that are on TikTok, that are promoting themselves, that then generate a response and an interest in the club. Um, so, it's so deep-rooted that that's why social media don't feel they need to be accountable right now because they're so reliant on money. Money's the driving force behind everything that we do and we better not, let, we better not is, kid ourselves because that is the level that we're operating at now. Where is football going to? Mm-hmm. They're checking if they're on TikTok. And well, but employers do now, Seriously? Barry. If, if you apply crazy. for a job, you know, yeah. young people, crazy. they know this surely now. Employers, I know it's massive part. Um, yeah, employers will be looking at your history to see what is you've been saying, what you're doing, what you're like. That that's what happens. Yeah. I saw Barack Obama said that when he took office. He said to speaking to young people, he said the advice I'll give you is watch what you put on social mm-hmm. media because it's there forever. John, before we go to the break, what about your beloved Aberdeen at the weekend? I was just about to ask John yeah. that. John from Blackwood supports <laughs> Aberdeen. Indeed, you're you're puzzled. I'm yeah. very puzzled, John. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it tends to be different from the normal. That's from Moody's one originally before I moved out this way. Well, that's um, closer to Aberdeen, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just love. I moved further away to get away from um, yeah. it. You know, the performance was shocking. And um, I don't buy Stephen Glass's excuse that the players retired. You know, we played Saturday um, Saturday night, Wednesday night, and uh, Sunday lunchtime. Mm. Hibs were playing Sunday lunchtime, Wednesday night, and then Saturday night. They'd less than, than, than we did. 
difference is Hibs were up for their game at the weekend all right then it needed a penalty shout but Aberdeen just showed nothing at the weekend that just highlights the the problems that Stephen Glass is inheriting he's got a big job in his hands Yeah I, I watched the game obviously um, yeah. my nephew playing um, keen to watch how he done I, I couldn't believe how bad Aberdeen were I mean a quarter final yeah. Yeah. A Scottish Cup Yeah I, I was The first 10 minutes was okay But once Once Dundee United Get that first goal um, They just collapsed I, I, I could not believe What I was watching And it was a collapse Wasn't it, it I was mean, a collapse absolutely get battered, But you look yeah. at the players That they've got They've got Good yeah, experience as well Good quality Aberdeen But That's not good enough For a club besides Aberdeen And yet again Rangers out Celtic out already They had a great chance To get uh, silverware How yep. often has that happened With Aberdeen yep. in recent years John do you think uh, Stephen Glass has got a big job in his hands in regarding players having to bring in recruit players. Do you think that will happen? It'll be interesting to see how they how they do. There's no question that they do need um, new blood. I mean, that was um, highlighted again at the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, if these guys can't get themselves up for playing for a new manager or um, getting into a Scottish Cup semi-final, then what hope have they got? Um, yep. It's just it's just so frustrating. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think. As I said last one of the last teams I was on, Scott Brown I think will make a difference to help bring on guys like Lewis if he stays, China Ireland with Rangers Barry, um and uh, other players, um like Ross McCrory and Dean Campbell bring the, these guys on. So we'll just need to wait and see, but it's gonna be an interesting summer. Yeah, I, I think that'll be a good piece of business, Aberdeen, um bringing Scott Brown in. Mm-hmm. What John just mentioned there, I think it'll be really good for the, the younger players. Um just to, to get Bits off of Scott Brown The experience that he's had in the game And a winning um, mentality Yeah but I still think yeah. they're short Aberdeen they, they need They need a real quality Centre centre forward for me yeah. um, Since Big yeah. Cosgrove Look I know he never scored As many goals this season But since he's left yeah. He's left a massive hole um, In the team But there is, It's a tough job for Stephen Glass mm-hmm. I think when you look at Aberdeen this season, they've been way off the Aberdeen that we've known. You know, I think there'll be at least maybe three or four players that you could see getting cleared out, mm-hmm. at least. And they do need to bring in a, probably two or three key signings. It's better no, the finances no, no, are there. No squad players, players that are actually going to come mm-hmm. in and play, make, mm-hmm. make the team better. You know, because I think that's been their downfall over the, the last probably 18 months. They've brought in players that are quick fixes because they have lost players here and there. Um, but I do like the, the look of Stephen Glass I think the way he kind of conducts himself the, the way he's gone about his business I think early doors bringing in Scott Brown and getting that deal sorted um, is it the goalkeeping coach yeah. as well that he's brought in from England his name escapes me um, but it's held in high regard you know another experienced Darren body Russell. Yep, that's yep. come in no, Alan, um, Alan Russell yep. Yep. So, you know and I think that's important as well the team yep. behind the team you know so he's got that there now he, he does need a time to find it's whether he's got in. finances to go and bring players in if he's not does he then hmm. need to go and sell I uh, I know John didn't want me to say like a Lewis um, to bring money in to go and reinvest into the, into the squad but uh, one more thing Ross McCrory he's got to play central midfield for me mm-hmm. yep. I don't like him at right, right back. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him in the centre of the He's like the sacrificial lamb at times, Ross McCrory, isn't yeah, he? Because he, he can plays. play in certain That's different the positions. I think it, Ross needs to make a decision. I want to play here. I want to fight for my place in there. Mm-hmm. Countdown is on to the Old Firm Clash on Sunday. John, thanks for your call.
The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Off the mark there, thanks, Chris. As always, keeping us up to date. It's getting a bit busier, of course, as uh, lockdown is easing. Take care, everyone. Glasgow's newest radio station, Go Radio. Thanks for everyone who's tuning in. So it's going to be Martin Compton on the breakfast show on Monday morning with Crofty and Grado. Looking forward to that. And uh, tomorrow night here on the Go Radio Football Show, Rob McLean will be with Craig Moore and Davy Proven as we count down to Rangers against Celtic on Sunday let's go back onto the lines 08 08 17 17 700 Ryan a Celtic fan is on good evening Ryan hi guys how you doing good how are you yeah not too bad um, excited about the, the prospect of Eddie Howe the Eddie Howe deal coming to fruition now so do you think it is very exciting do you I mean it's on I see it on social media I see it on the you know the websites of the newspapers do you think it's getting closer is he going to come yeah, I think it will. I think it will happen just now. I think it's been in the works for a couple of weeks now. He's trying to get his backroom staff all sorted and that, um, and iron some things out with Bournemouth because I know they've still got a couple of the coaches still working there sure. from a couple of years ago. But yeah. I think these things, these things obviously take time, and I know that we were a bit impatient online as as we usually are with stuff like this. But it's all exciting now. Yeah, well, it's time something happened because. Uh... The new season is just round the corner. So what are you thinking then about uh, Sunday? Um, well, we, these games are, are never like a... They're never boring, regardless no. of the way the the way the, the table is at the moment or the, the way the seasons went. Um, it will still have plenty of passion on it, I hope, and I hope that the Celtic players make a good account of themselves because they've been a bit shambolic this season. I know... Maybe the performances haven't been all that bad, but we haven't had any results this season, so we need to get a win to sort of kickstart the momentum Ryan, for next what, season, Ryan, I would what, say. What would you say to them? Because people would say, well, they didn't turn up against uh, Rangers the other week, did they? Not really. What would you say to the Celtic players? Um, I would just say to go and do it for the fans, the fans that have been sitting in the house all year, that couldn't be there at the games. Um, this is their last chance to sort of regain some pride in the biggest fixture, fixture in Scotland. It could be... It'll be the last one for so many of the players, so they might want they want to end it off in a high. And I know they've had so many good positive experiences in the past, over the years. But this last one could really be like sort of like the end of an era, the sort of last dance, you could say. But it must hurt. Well, I know it hurts you that Rangers are the champions are twenty points ahead of you. Do you think it hurts the players? Um. I don't think it hurts as much as it would have done 20 years ago because I don't think the players are that emotionally invested as they were 20 or so years ago. But, um, I'm sure they'll still be hurting. I think it'll be their pride that hurts. Um, they've won everything the previous years, the previous nine years, and they'll be gutted that they didn't get the trophies this season. But I think a lot of them have mentally checked out anyway, so they won't be as disappointed as maybe what they could have been a couple of years ago, maybe under Brendan Rodgers. Yep. So what do you want to ask Leanne and Barry? Um, so yeah, it was just about the, the rebuild that's obviously going to happen next season. There are a couple of players that you don't really know what their future is going to be like. At, what, what are your guys' opinions on Tom Rogic potentially leaving the club? I know he's not mm-hmm. had much of a look in this season. I think he's, he's time's up. He's time's been up for a couple of years now. So I was just wondering what you, you guys thought of that. Barry, he's not been mentioned for weeks really, has he? He's not, but I, I'll be honest with you, I, I really like him. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a, a top player. Um, but it does look... Um, what Ryan's just saying, it does look that he may be one of the ones um, that's going to 
leaving the summer but I'll, I'll be honest with you I think he's a player with a lot of quality um, when he's not in the Celtic team for instance they're coming up against Rangers I'm happy mm-hmm. it's similar to Lee Griffiths uh, 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 Edward yep. that's how highly I rate Rogic I, I think he can um, what do you like about him? Just everything. He's a match winner. He, he can he can do things with a ball that not a lot of footballers can do. Paul, I'll be honest with you. He's naturally gifted. Um, there's no doubt. You don't really see that with, with such a tall guy as well. It looks to me. Um, I've never stood beside him, but he looks to me if he's six foot two mm-hmm. plus. Um, he's a proper technician, isn't he? With, yeah, but with I, the ball. I, I honestly like him. Look, he's no blessed with a lot of pace, but what he can do with the ball is um, he can manipulate it. He can make vital passes. Mm-hmm. He can score goals. Um, I just think he's a player maybe the new manager come in might look to, to keep him because he's he's a player with a lot of quality there's no doubt about that Leanne he's 20 I know I'm looking he's, he's not 20, that old he's 28 ah, you know he's, and you're thinking he's, he's probably got at least another four years you know a real good quality football but there's been question marks over his fitness in, in recent seasons is that why he's well, he never kind of in and out the... ask Craig Moore this because Craig Moore knows him pretty well because sure. fellow Aussie yep. Um and there was a lot made it where he, he gets substituted after 65, 70 minutes. He could never, never play 90 minutes, wasn't yep, he? Or he was never allowed to. That was the, th- the thing labelled against him. But mm-hmm. Craig's, Craig Moore says to me, that, that's absolute nonsense. That's he's tactical. obviously spoke to him a number of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but he says his fitness levels are as good as any. So that's one thing that he does seem to get substituted. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes to go 15 minutes to go and he's maybe been a bit of a sacrificial lamb at times because of the way Celtic have played and when Celtic have played and they've played well mm-hmm. with the personnel in the midfield whether it's been two up top playing in that three he's maybe just always been the one that's you could have him in the team mm-hmm. but there's been a better option you but know he's never Roger really got consistency in a run of games yep. that he's been able to show you know how good he, he can be yep. in the I last think, I think 18 months I anyway. think has got is David Turnbull the emergency David yep. Turnbull mm-hmm. um, obviously David Turnbull's 21 they've spent £3 million yep. I think in time the team will get built round about yep. a player like David Turnbull so that's the problem that Rogic might have he's 28 as Land just mentioned um, is he going to play week in week out I would guess if you ask him he wants to play mm-hmm. so if he's not going to be guaranteed that at Celtic he might be one of the ones to, to go but he's issue is and his problem is David Turnbull Ryan what about some of the other players do you think Edward is definitely going yeah I yep. think Edward's um, mentally checked out as sure. well I know it's, it's quite difficult to say that because he's scored 20 goals this season 20 yep. goals he's on top of the, the goal scoring yep. records last mm-hmm. time I checked I know El Yunus was quite close as well to that but I think it, it makes sense for both parties for Edward to leave because then we can get a wee bit of money for him and okay. um, he can move on with his career I think it's the best thing for his career as well he deserves to go down south and try his hand maybe Leicester have what? a place for him I don't know because Ian Atchow's kind of came out of nowhere well, he certainly has well, yeah so. Barry but he, even a player Edward going into the final 12 month he'll still command a big fee mm-hmm. they'll be looking for 12-15 million pounds mm-hmm. for him I mean, he's going into your final 12 month of your contract that's a decent amount of money yeah. um, for me Edward's a quality player All right. um, Ryan yeah. just mentioned there he's not been in top form but he just the said he scored, yeah. he scored 20 goals mm-hmm. and Ryan what about Christopher Iyer? I mean we keep hearing well today it's Norwich they're saying maybe Leicester would, would you sell him or would you try and build around him? Uh, if, I, if I'm being perfectly honest I would try and get get him to renew for a new contract and give him the captaincy he's the closest thing to a sort of leader that we've got apart from Scott Brown and the team I know a lot of people have been touting Callum McGregor as this 
the successor in the captaincy role, but I think that would just hold him down in, in terms of like a, a creative force in the team. It would be too much expectation and pressure mm. on him. He's better when he's just left to go about his business rather than giving him more jobs to do on the park. Mm-hmm. Leanne? I mean, what do you I, think? Yeah. I think the difficulty with Christopher Iyer is, I don't know the guy, so it's based on opinion and, mm. and the way I see him play and perform is that he sees himself as being above Celtic. And and what that looks like in terms of a, a move, I'm unsure. Um, but I think his head was turned at a point, you know, not too long ago, and you could see that in his performances. He was a player that loved it when the fans were in the stadium, loved to perform, loved it when Celtic were winning. I'm not sure he's really stepped up to the plate, you know, when the chips have been down this season. Um, and I think looking at him and the age that he's at, and the way people have spoke about him, you know, Celtic fans rate him. You know, I'm sure you do as, as well, Ryan. Defensively, me and Barry have spoken about it as well. I think he's questionable at times and whether at another level and another team somewhere else in Europe, whether that would be shown up, I'm not too sure. But I think he has a fantastic footballer. You know, I think he's very good. You can see his leadership qualities. But I think if Christopher Fryer focused on what he was really good at rather than what he thinks people think of him, I think he would be an even better player. But I don't see him staying at Celtic. I really don't. I think he... He knows that there's a potential move somewhere and I think he'll do everything in his power to get that. Barry, I think the jury's out. I agree with Leanne. Yep. Yep. I, I think he's a, he's a centre-back. He's a very good footballer. There's no doubt about it. He would he would suit the English Premier League. He would suit the Italian um, league where they get a bit more time on the ball. Um, but for me, I think he'll go. I, I think he's, he's got his heart set on moving. I think I read a comment a few weeks back for the Norwegian manager yeah. National manager or mm. assistant manager that said that he needs to move yeah. mm. for his career to progress, mm. and I think that's Ayer's kind of mindset to to um, let his contract go into the final twelve months. Now Celtic, I've got a decision to make. Mm. If he ain't going to sign, Celtic need to cash in on him. Because I don't see him, I don't see how much better he would get staying at Celtic either. You know, and, and Barry makes a good point there. There's a couple of divisions across Europe that he could go to that he would probably get more time to do the things that he, he's very good at. You know, mm. and he could go and really blossom mm. somewhere else. But Although Ryan's saying as Celtic captain, build the team around him. Ryan, go and you know, take on Leanne on that one. Yeah, here, Ryan yeah. makes a good point, but yeah. if you got offered that, then that's something where he might look at. Mm-hmm. But for me, if you're asking my honest opinion, I think his heart's set mm-hmm. on moving. Mm-hmm. Ryan? I, I, I still think we should ask the question regardless I think we should put a contract on the table and see what he says um, he still is only 23 at the end of the day I think we signed Van Dyke when he was 23 mm-hmm. so he's still got plenty of time um, to blossom into that player in the next couple of years I just don't I don't see many teams going in from just maybe a Leicester because Leicester are absolutely stacked with centre-backs they've got three of the best centre-backs in England so I, I don't think he would want to be sitting on the bench with his pal Benkovic next season either <laughs> Um, Ryan, have they not offered him a, a contract already? And he's not signed it? I'm not it? sure if they have done. Right. Um, you would have thought it, it would have a been continual a thing. discussion to keep him, surely. He'll, he'll, he also will want to know who the manager is as well. But I take your point, and Ryan, there's lots of Celtic fans who want to do the rebuild around him as the captain and Callum McGregor as vice captain. Because sometimes that, that's your role, isn't it? You don't, you're I don't not know how Callum McGregor will look at that. He might be okay with that. No. No. Is that naive? No, no, no chance. So. No. no. No, because I think the flack has fell at Callum McGregor's door mm. this season. I think he's been a, a, a scapegoat. I've spoken about it many times. Yeah. I think he's been sacrificed in many a game 
I think he's been one of the players that's always been accountable. He's always spoke to the media. He's fronted yep, some horrible positions yep. this season. Um, I've not seen Christopher Iyer in front of the camera. I've not seen him at the press conferences. Um, I've not seen him leading the team out. And there's a reason for that. You know, and I think for an, for somebody else to come in and look beyond Callum McGregor, um, unless Callum McGregor was to say, I don't want the captaincy, but I'm pretty certain he could have said that this season. Sure. And any player that you listen to that's played alongside Callum McGregor has always said the influence that he has. He's very vocal. He's very much a leader. Um, he leads by example. I just don't think it would be it looked mm. upon very well. That's just my opinion, though. That's a great insight, isn't it, Ryan? When you listen to Leander, it's a great point. Callum McGregor, he's he's a class player and uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's always there. He never hides, does he? So what's the final thing for Sunday? What do you reckon? Because Rangers are going for an invincible season and Celtic have played them, how many, four or five times already this season and have hardly laid a glove. Can you really do it, do you think, on Sunday? Um, it all depends if we turn up or not. Yeah, we've not really been doing that a lot this season. Um I would just love to see a good performance for a change, um, a wee bit of passion. Because you see, what, you see what happens when teams like St Johnson go against Rangers. They they can be got at. I know they're a good team. They've had a great season and they deserve all the credit. But teams can get at Rangers and we can get good rewards from that. So I'd just like to see us go all out because we've got nothing, we've got nothing really to play for. We might as well go for it. And Barry was saying on Monday night, he said it consistently, it just showed you it's hard to win something again, isn't it? It's hard to win you know, a double, a treble or whatever. And Rangers saw that the other night. There's a great new era with Steven Gerrard, we think. But he was he was gutted to lose that game against St. Johnson. And it shows you how things can change quickly, Barry. Look at how it changed uh, 100%, for Celtic. 100%. It's always hard to win a trophy, especially yep. a league. But the hardest thing is to go and continue that mm. and win cups, doubles, trebles, go the next season make sure you maintain the league, go for the, the Cups again. And that's the thing that will disappoint him, uh, disappoint Stephen Gerrard. And that will be a worry at the back of his mind. He would have been in that office after the game once he gave them a bit of a blast in the dressing room. He'll sit down and uh, maybe it's a wake-up call. him thinking, well, do you know what? I maybe need to go and strengthen this again. You could hear it in his voice, Leanne, couldn't you, afterwards? You know, the manager wasn't happy. No, you could. And, and uh, you know, I mentioned it the other week when I was on the cup final would have been the last in memory of this season. Now you have to sit at home and watch two other teams. Yep. You know, go and, and contest for that silverware and that that will be a bitter pill to swallow. You know, and certainly I think there's been question marks. One trophy in nine, Stephen Gerrard said it himself, it's not good enough. You know, because there has been a huge investment and of course the ambition this season was to stop Celtic's quest for ten in a row, which Rangers have, have they done that. You know, and they've been more than convincing They've had many applauds for that. Um, you know, people cannot speak highly enough of them, but certainly to to go and then compare yourself to the success that Celtic have had in recent years, you need to step up to the mark, you need to deliver, you know, and, and they've not done that in the two cup competitions. Ryan, what's your scoreline for Sunday? Um, I'm going to try and stay positive. Maybe we'll get like a, a one nothing or something. I'm just hoping for a good performance at the end of the day. And would you play Chris um, Griffiths? Um, I'd I, I prefer to play a Yeti to be honest because we know that he's probably definitely going to be there next season you serious? Um, Ryan I know you know I, your I stuff I think yeah. will be gone yeah. as well at the end of the season to be honest Wow but you would play a Yeti before Griffiths Barry you would 
You'd like yeah, to see that yeah, on the for that. Barry's yeah. smiling at that one, right? And I'm not listening. Hey, you could be right. No, listen, yeah. he's right. Of we they yeah. might, we yeah. don't know what's happening inside. Lee might not be got offered that that contract because mm-hmm. I think there's a certain date he's got to be offered mm-hmm. the the extension. Yep. So Ryan might be right. Lee might not be there. And I I would hazard a guess he's got another three years left in his contract. Um, it's a big contract. And yep. It's a big sure. contract and it's yep. going to be tough if Celtic do want to he maybe let him go. Um, they'll try and get as much as that £5 million back they paid for him. Ryan, thanks for that call. We're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Wednesday night, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. On Sunday, we're back before 12 until 3. It's Rangers against Celtic. It's the... Well, it's not the cup final, but it's like it, isn't it? Because uh, Rangers are out of the cup, Celtic are out of the cup. So it's the last battle of the old firm of this season. And before us on the Go Radio Business Show with Hunter and Hockey at 11, this week the special guest is Karen Betts, CEO of the Scotch Whiskey Association. So she'll be on. And in the boardroom, so Tom and Lord Hockey, take your calls and answer your questions. A great programme. Are we whiskey? Do you like the odd uh, nip? I've never tried it, Paul. No, Honestly, no. the smell just puts me off. Mm. But I've heard it's it's meant to be nice. But you need, to, I don't know, there's a certain way to drink it, is there? You might know. Don't Whiskey, Barry. no, yeah. Paul. Are we malt now and again? No. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you. I think it's cool looking, a cool looking <laughs> drink. And I've tried it. I just, I, I just can't drink it. The the smell puts me off. Um, I just love seeing some somebody with a wee glass and it looks cool, but. Can't do it. He's on the champagne this season. Of course, uh, <laughs> Barry Ferguson, the Rangers legend, is with us here. Tomorrow night, it's going to be Davy Proven and uh, Craig Moore. Leanne Crichton is with us as well. 72 caps for Scotland. Yep. And uh, Glasgow City, top of the table. Business end of the season, as they say. Uh, how many games still to go? Beginning of June. 10 maybe, 10, right. 11 yep. possibly but we've got 9 in May which is so literally 5 and a half weeks and the season's finished wow. Mayhem yeah. in May I know, isn't it? pretty much yeah hopefully we can mm. keep fit but to be honest that's what you prefer you know that 4 week period it'll be Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday pretty yeah. much right uh, through just play, recover, play, play recover, play recover yeah, that's the best way I think that's always when you get the best out of your players is uh. when you, you keep going and as I spoke about earlier the travel that the League 1 and 2 players they might disagree but certainly for us we're not too far travelled um, I love it just more games the better you want to play as long as you can absolutely yeah, yeah I think you need to recognise you know football is a, a short career um, I've certainly enjoyed the, the latter years anyway you know some fantastic achievements but still I think there's more in my legs yet and I'll, I'll keep pushing on sure is and she does a brilliant job doesn't she uh, you're on the telly and the radio uh, and Leanne I, I think there's a future in the game somebody like Leanne who plays intelligent great communicator we need people involved in football Barry yep. who really care about it know about it they've got an empathy an ambition and who you know you know social media I just think somebody like Leanne I, I, I didn't say I'm going to say this should be involved in Scottish football we need new talent talented people at the heart of the game yep and I've, I've asked her a few times about the coaching side of it. I think yeah. she's interested in, in getting into that um, I says I'll come in and um, be her assistant if she needs a help <laughs> yeah wow yeah. <laughs> but no listen she's listen just as you mentioned there's 72 caps played how many professional games wow over there's 500 I think yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. so and it's nice to hear that there's still life Left in the legs. I watched it about four or five weeks ago. I, I wasn't did. too sure about that. No, but I thought that was about four or five weeks ago. 
No, listen, I just love the, the opportunity, yeah. Paul, being in, in the game and whether that's in the media, coaching come the end of my career, you know, anything that you feel you can make a difference in, you know, you can offer an opinion that will create change or inspire other people. You know, I think there has to be a reason behind everything that you do and certainly that's why I still play because I feel there's a place that for me at any team that I'm offering what I've got um, but certainly what you've seen in Scottish football in the last probably year or two would put you off getting involved I would need to say um, I know the women's game is improving and I'm so thankful for that I still think it can be a lot better but I think what you hear now is a lot of negativity and it's those communication channels you know so that's probably where a lot of my burning desire comes from is that you, you believe that you can help create change and make things better but sometimes you don't have that power it's, in your control but it's a true saying play as long as you can I always get told yeah. that by many like, experienced players uh, I was lucky enough I got to 37 mm-hmm. No, but I would need was... to say this week which is quite funny uh, I've got the worst burn for the AstroTurf pitch uh, in my yeah. leg for mm-hmm. Sunday and I was I woke up my, your bed. I woke up Monday morning and I thought that this is the same issue I had when I was twelve. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Like I'm a, nearly yeah. a thirty-four year old woman, do you know mm. what I mean? And I've got cap burns pretty much in my knees for the pitches. So anyway, that was it. And I thought, how long can you keep having to wear shorts all the time? You know? There's the headlines tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Easy boys, come yeah, on. But do you know we need Somebody like you involved, I know you're saying that, uh, it's that there are problems, that's when you should be in. I'm lucky enough to work at times with uh, Judy Murray, who does so much for that tennis and yeah. uh, empowering women uh, and, uh, you know, everybody really. But she is an inspiration. She's great with the uh, helping used with the kill. She's a platform yep. as well. You know, everything that Judy does is about making a difference and, and making that change. And I've spoke about her before. She could quite easily be living a, a quiet life now, Judy, mm. and sitting back and watching the success that her two sons have, have brought to their family mm. and everything that goes with it. But she's about creating opportunities for, for young kids and, and making it a better world, you know, to go and, and offer that success and opportunity to people. And it's it's admirable. Great. Things are changing and improving. And she's a Hibs fan, so I think it was her grandfather played for the Hybees and they could well be heading for the cup final because Hibs are through, Dundee United, St Mirren are through and St Johnson. We know the draw and uh, we're looking forward to them. Rangers gutted to go out at the weekend, but that's football and that's what happens. You dust yourself down for there's probably no better way to come back, Barry, than to play against Celtic. Because you've got to forget about the cup. 100%. The, the best thing that I felt after a, a tough defeat was the next game had to come, uh, had to come as quick as possible. Um, obviously, they have to wait a week, but there's no better game to go and, and show a, a response than playing against them Celtic. So I'm sure he'll get that. And as I said, there'll not be much talking after what we said um, after the St. Johnson defeat. I'm sure he'll come in and, and training as a... I said I'm I'm more than positive it'll be jumping and people will be desperate to get into that starting eleven. Um it'll be a real high tempo. And um come Sunday I'm really looking forward to it. One of the papers today said that Morellas he looked there were shades of Edward about him and his attitude at the weekend. Would that be fair? Listen, I, I don't mind when a player comes off and and he's disappointed. Um I just think he was frustrated because he had a few chances. <sighs> Would you um, have taken him off? Um, I, I wouldn't. I would always try and keep my, my best players, even when he's not on top form, Leanne. He, he still causes causes problems. Because um, I think you've got to give credit to St Johnston. Yeah, I know he had chances, but there was some decent saves in there as well. You know, yeah, would he have taken the, the next one? You know, <laughs> he's, he's hit the post. He's done everything right. I thought. I thought the header where he's trying to go back across Xander Clark. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can ask him to do 
anything more. When He's you done see that again, right. it's a really good it's save. It's a top save yeah. for, for Xander Clark. Um, would I have kept him on? Of course I would have, because uh, I always believe he's he, he's a danger, yeah. and I always believe Morelos and the Rangers starting eleven. They're they're a stronger eleven. Mm-hmm. Keep your biggest names on, your best players there, because there's always a chance. But listen, yeah. the managers always get reasons why yeah. he, he wants to change it. And mm-hmm. listen, he's making no bad substitution and bringing Kemal Roof on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he's shown that he's been a a real good signing, and it just shows you the strength and depth, and there's competition. But that's why people will be. At the back of their mind, Paul worried. Am I going to bin that starting eleven? Do you and think Roof will be there? Sorry, next season. Do you see him mm. as a player that might move on? I know there's been a bit of chat, and even on social media mm. and stuff, there's a bit of chat about his situation, family life, and stuff. I don't know if he's a player that perhaps is he is he done enough this season to to, to be there? There's, there's a hundred percent in my mind. There's a hundred percent. There's a player mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, just he's had a few niggly injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not really. Hit. He's not really been firing in terms of a, a striker. I do like him. I think. I think he's, there's a lot of quality there. Is he going to be there? Listen, I, I honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see him? I would like to yeah. see him there. I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him. I think the way he plays is like he's always playing to prove mm-hmm. a point, which I don't know if at times is a good thing or not because mm-hmm. you sometimes want to see players get over that initial bedding in mm-hmm. period and start to just show their quality and relax a wee bit more. But always, I don't know if that's just because he kind of. A bit like Morelis always plays on the edge. I don't think he's a natural number nine. No. 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 He's not a natural striker. Mm. I think he he would rather play off somebody or play on a side. Because yeah, he does to, a lot of the dirty work as well, doesn't he? He's happy to go and do one that thing and about run the him channels is, and, and work hard. And, he's a real team player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's for sure. But listen, I, I still like Morelos. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Even if he's having a bad game. He would always be in my team. But Ruth's been a good buy as well in this season where they're 20 points clear. Leanne, we won't see you till next week. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? I think Rangers will edge it mm-hmm. again. Um, I don't see there being too much in it, but 2-1 Rangers. And tonight, because Barry, you'll be with us on Friday and on Sunday itself. Uh, what do you think? Man City, PSG? I think it'll be close. Link. Yeah, 1-1. Mm-hmm. 1-1, yeah. yeah. Barry, what do you think tonight? I think PSG yeah. will win tonight. And next week at the Etihad. Man City will win and go through next week. Do you think they're going to go through? Yeah, and, yeah you heard the right, okay. And who do you think they'll be up against then in the final? Is it going to be Real Madrid or Chelsea? Is it going to be an all uh, England final? Yes. You reckon? Yeah. Chelsea. Leanne? Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. No, I couldn't disagree. disagree. If Chelsea can produce a, a performance next week like they produced in the, the opening 25, 30 minutes of the, the game last night, then no question. Can you believe that's the two hours up? Yeah, join us again tomorrow night, Leanne. Thanks a million. Good luck. Thank you. On the run in. We'll see you next week. Barry, we'll see you in Friday. Cheers. Thanks so much. Jokal Day is coming next. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.